something to say. Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Project Shadow. My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, And I have been editing the book. Yeah, did a lot of editing. Uh, Crucify My Love is on schedule to come out hopefully on time. Don't have an exact date yet. Early February, somewhere around there. Be looking for it. Um, hopefully I'll have a pre-order page up before... It comes out. There's a lot that I still have to do. Anywho, today I wanted to talk to you about one of my favorite fandoms, and that's Transformers. Transformers is something that has meant a lot to me throughout my life, and it's something that's really high on my mind right now. I've been re-watching episodes of the G1 series, which if you're interested in doing that if you download the Tubi app this is not a uh, paid endorsement from them but um, if you download the Tubi app they have a lot of the old Transformers series on there including G1 and you can watch them with limited commercial interruption so and it's free you, you don't have to pay nothing so that's what I've been doing I've been watching through the old G1 cartoons and there's something that they really make me happy. And I've been thinking a lot about why. And I, I don't know why, actually, I've become so introspective about my fandoms lately. Because it, it's something that has happened where I keep asking myself, why do I love this? What is it about this that is interesting to me and that's especially true with new things like the chilling adventures of sabrina and you know three below which i really enjoyed but um i have also been doing this a lot with fandoms that i have participated in in one way or another throughout my life and transformers is one that's always been there and it the more i thought about it the more i realized there are two completely unrelated to the property itself reasons that Transformers meant anything to me and that to this day still mean something to me. And I thought I would share those with you because I think it's a good thing for us to be introspective about our fandoms and why we like what we like. And in doing that, we uncover sometimes things that we didn't think we were going to uncover. And I, d I don't want to go into a lot of detail about some of the more personal parts of the story, but events that transpired recently got me really wanting to watch the G1 series. And that's how I discovered that it was up on Tubi, and you could watch it there. That's T-U-B-I. So, you know, if you if you wanted to watch it with me, because I'm actually thinking about doing maybe some episode recaps or some season stuff about it. I don't know if, if you have any suggestions or comments about what you would like to see me to do, do Transformer related. I would love to hear what you're interested in or if you're not interested at all. 
But I, I just had this really strong drive. I wanted to watch the show again. It had been forever since I had seen it. I can't even remember the last time I watched the original series. And I found it and I started watching it. And then the questions, why this? Why, why after all of these years, is this something that means so much to me? Because I am a child of the 80s. I grew up in the 80s. I was born in 1976 and I grew up in the 80s. And as a kid in the 80s, you know, I, you know, liked a lot of things. I loved ALF when it was on TV. I liked Voltron and Robotech, which I still really like to this day. And, you know, He-Man and She-Ra and Brave Star. I was a huge fan of Brave Star for really inordinate reasons. And um, Silverhawks. I loved the Silverhawks. I had all of the Silverhawk toys that I could get my hands on, that I could talk my parents into buying, or that I could save up my allowance to get. I re I, I, I like the Silverhawks a lot more than anybody else, apparently, because that series did not last long. And of course, you add to that the Star Treks and the Star Wars and all of that, which has also been a part and parcel of my mind, but you know, I would say that Star Trek has always been my absolute favorite fandom and the one that I spend the most time in. Star Wars, probably a second. And Transformers would probably be the third. I seek out a lot of Transformers content. I really enjoy the Transformers. So why? The more I thought about this, the more I realized that it was the first thing that I was ever able to really connect with my father on. My dad and I did not have a lot in common when I was growing up and still kind of don't. You know, he's a working class, blue collar kind of person. And I eh, have never quite been that person. I, I am a fairly artistic person at heart. And I spend a lot of my childhood drawing and being inside. He loved baseball. I couldn't stand baseball. I actually liked basketball and soccer. I used to play a lot of basketball when I was younger before I hurt my leg. It was something I really enjoyed. And, you know, we didn't have those things to connect about. My dad was a uh, mechanic for most of his life. And I tried to get into Matchbox toys, and he would buy me, like, Matchbox cars and stuff. And I liked them, and I would memorize what they were and everything, but they never were really, you know, my thing. Because if you've cottoned on to one thing about me from listening to this podcast at all, you realize that I don't like things that are too close to reality. Like, I really like my fantasy and my science fiction. I, I While I do watch shows like, you know, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and, you know, stuff like that, I really, you know, most of where my heart is is in that sci-fi fantasy realm. And I, so... There wasn't much for us to connect on, and Transformers was one of the first things that we really did. See, we couldn't, you know, I grew up relatively poor, and we couldn't afford a lot of the toys, because, you know, the bigger toys cost a bunch, but one of the nice things about the Transformers is they had the smaller ones. And so, you know, I had Cliffjumper, and Bumblebee, and Huffer, and Brawn, and Sea Spray, you know, I had a lot of those. Like, those were the toys that I had growing up, for the most part. There are very few of the larger Transformers toys. They were mostly the smaller ones. 
But one of the really cool things about them is they were something that I could talk to my dad about. And we could sit there and he could tell me stories about the kinds of Jeeps, you know, that he worked on when he was in Korea. And, you know, he would do this while, you know, I would be playing with Braun. And I would show him how Braun transformed and we would talk about it. And the same thing with Bumblebee and Cliffjumper and like everyone in the 80s there was that obsession with you know beachcombers and hovercraft and so you know he you know we would sit there and play with with you know sea spray together and it was just it was one of those things that it really meant a lot to me because it was not only something that i enjoyed but it was something that i could share with my family because there really wasn't a lot of those things I mean, my mom and I had our love for Judy Garland and Natalie Wood and our love of shows like Heart to Heart that we would watch together. But, you know, and Remington Steel and things like that. But I didn't have a lot that I could share with my dad. But I had Transformers. And I remember every now and then when he would be home and it would be on TV and we would watch an episode together. And I knew my dad used to be a trucker. And I would say something about Optimus Prime, and he would start telling me stories about when he was out on the road. And it gave me something to connect with. And that, as, as you know, my feelings about fandom, that's the real power of fandom, is the connections that it allows us to have. And so, you know, my father and I didn't have a lot to talk about because he wasn't into the artsy things that I was in. And... You know, he would look at my drawings and the weird stories that I would write. But, you know, that wasn't something that he could relate to or connect with. But Transformers, because of his mechanical background, they fascinated him. And it was something that he could connect to in a very material way. I remember when I got my Megatron toy. That, that was one of the few big toys that I had. And I was showing dad how it transformed. And I remember taking him through the steps so he could transform Megatron from a gun back to the robot and then back to the gun. And the way the parts moved and interlocked and clicked together was a thing of it was it was it was magical because it would change from one thing to another and we sat there and i think we spent almost as much time with me telling him about megatron and why he was this big bad guy and everything as we did looking at the actual mechanism of how it transformed and how it locked together and then we got out my other transformers and we went through and we looked at how they connected and transformed and you know interlocked with one another and it was a really wonderful time and so those memories are inextricably tied to the transformers franchise and those are some of my earliest memories i mean i had a bunch of voltron toys my sister got me a bunch of voltron toys I had a bunch of he-man stuff i still have my castle my original castle grayskull you know and those were all things that i loved and they were wonderful but Transformers, more than any of those, 
wormed its way into my heart because of the memories that it gave me with my family. And not just with my father. I remember at one, one point, I think it was my grandmother was sick. And so I was staying with my paternal grandparents. And I had all, I didn't... I couldn't bring a lot of toys because mom didn't want me cluttering up their house. So I grabbed all of my little Transformers toys. And so, you know, there's that list again, you know, Cliff Jumper and Bumblebee and Sea Spray and Braun and Huffer. And Huffer was my favorite. And I don't know why, but Huffer was always my favorite of the Transformer toys when I was a kid. Huffer and Cliff Jumper were my two. Well, I take that back. Sea Spray was probably my favorite favorite. And then, then Huffer, then cliff jumper and i took them over to my to my grandmother's house and i sat in the corner playing with them and she came over and asked what i was doing and i showed them to her and the look on her face when i transformed them from cars because she thought i was playing with like matchbox cars and the look on her face when i transformed them from cars and you know trucks and hovercraft to robots she just lit up and she giggled in a way that I had never heard her giggle before. And she got down on her, on her knees and got down on the floor with me. And we played with them for what seemed like forever. And those little memories are so important, especially now, uh, I'm not going to get misty, that my grandmother's gone. You know, I don't, all of my grandparents are gone now. But... It's those memories that I hold on to. And as I'm recording this, I actually have a cat statue that was my gra grandmother's um, overlooking me as I'm recording this. And I remember I was so into Egypt and everything, and so we would pretend it was a sphinx. And I would tell these stories with the toys, and she would sit there and listen to me tell these stories. These crazy stories about robots and sphinxes and magical powers and everything. And... I would run around and just, you know, be, be a kid. But I think that's why, part of why Transformers really means something to me. Because it was a bridge between me and my family in a way that none of the other franchises that I was into were. You know, my parents were never, well, they weren't into Star Trek until the next generation. And they never really got into Star Wars. So, you know, and Voltron, I went back and rewatched Voltron. I get why they never got into that with me. But the Transformers show, it's goofy, it's funny, it's silly. But it's still an entertaining show to watch all these years later. And I wish it were better. I wish it was as good as it was in my memory. But I understand why that, more than any other show, was what we connected over. And so I have another anecdote I want to share with you after the break. And we're back. Okay, so the other story I wanted to tell, tell you is also Transformers related and why I think it's so important to me to this day. And that's we, when we moved to Maryland. When I was a kid, we moved around a lot. I mean, I was born, when I was born, we lived in Poplar Bluff and then we moved from there to Ellington and from Ellington to Milan, Tennessee, and then from Milan to uh, Texarkana, Arkansas, and then to New Boston, Texas, 
and then to back to Poplar Bluff. And then we went up to Pewaukee, Wisconsin, where my sister was living when she was pregnant with my niece, and we stayed there for a really long time. And then we came back here, and then we went out to Oklahoma City and stayed with her for a while when she lived out there. And then we came back here, and then we moved to Maryland. And all of that happened before I was 10. We moved to Maryland, and I believe in 1985. And, you know, it was so hard for me to make friends because every time I met somebody new, I had it in the back of my mind that I wasn't going to know them for very long because, you know, I had been through different schools and moved around so much that, you know, the longest I'd ever been in a school was basically two years. It was in Papa Bluff before we moved to Maryland. I spent third and fourth grade in the same school. But before that, you know, we had moved around a lot. And so when I got to Maryland, I didn't know a lot of people. And one of the, one of the people that became kind of my best friend out there for a really long time was a guy named Paul. And Paul and I were about the same age. And he was into these comics. And I asked him what they were. And they were the Transformers comics. They were the Marvel Transformers comics. And my eyes just lit up. I was like, you like Transformers? I have a bunch of Transformers. He's like, you do? So do I. And we started, you know, going to each other's houses and playing. And we would construct these elaborate stories where we would lay out the toys and literally, like, tell these stories of these titanic battles with them. And it was almost more like, you know, strategic role-playing tabletop games than, like, kids playing with, you know... To, you know, with toys, like you see in a commercial or something. Like, we had rules of how close things had to be, you know. He had kind of this uh, tiled space in front of his house, and so each tile was a square and da-da-da-da, you know. that it, it, We really turned it into a, a game. And we did that for the longest time. And that's the venue through which I started making friends in Maryland. And if it hadn't been for Transformers and Dungeons and Dragons, which, you know, Paul later found out that I played Dungeons that I had, well, I had never actually played it yet. I had a bunch of books because my sister knew that I was into mythology and she saw them in a store and they had dragons and, you know, all kinds, you know, dragons and unicorns and all kinds of magical beasts in them. And she thought I'd be interested. So she started buying them for me. And if it wasn't for those two things, I don't know how easy it would have been for me to make friends after that move. And these were friends that I had for a really long time. And I'm very prone to singing the values of fandom over and over and over again, and constantly saying that the power of fandom is not, is not in the material possessions that we have. It's not how much can we collect, even though, yeah, we all collect. I'm not going to say we're not collectors. Because even I'm a collector. I have a bunch of stuff. We all do. But that's not the real heart of fandom. The real power that comes from all of this is these connections, these memories that we make when we are participating actively in the fandom. And that's one of the things that really struck me watching the show 
is how much the characters in my imagine in my memory from G1 are colored by those times I would play with my dad or with my grandmother or with Paul. And those are the memories that I have for the characters. And they're inspired by the cartoon and the comic book versions of them. But there's so much more the imagined versions that we created when we were playing. And that has made me happier than I think it ever would have if I just watched the show and they were exactly the way I remember them. Because this is what we should be striving to get out of our fandoms, is that sense of participation and that sense of community and that sense of belonging so that we can share those things that we love and participate in those things that we love in a manner that allows us to have these wonderful, real connections with people that will literally last. And even if the relationships don't, for various reasons, the memories remain. And that is the real power of fandom. And to this day, because of those things, that this, these stupid plastic toys and this cheesy 80s cartoon allowed me to have connections with members of my family and friends. Like, I remember there was this kid when I lived in Poplar Bluff named um, Jeremy, who was also into Transformers. And we would sit and we would talk about what happened on the show, and we would bring our toys together, and we would talk... and we would call each other on the phone and kind of play out scenarios of the characters doing things for hours on the phone because we lived really far apart. And that's, that's what we should expect from any of our fandoms. And it's something that I feel like, and this is just me being an old fuddy duddy here, but I don't get as much from, you know, fan communities nowadays. And yeah, I like the memes and the gifts and the fan fiction and all of the other things that happen nowadays. The cosplay. I love, I love looking at pictures of really good cosplay. But there's those connections that we had and still have through the fan associations where we would go and meet each other face to face and through the conventions that to me is the beating heart of fandom and why any of this is important. And I don't know that I would be a writer today if it wasn't for my love of the Transformers. And I, I think about that often. One of the first drawings I remember ever being proud of was a drawing I did of Optimus Prime. And we hadn't learned perspective in school and it was something that I was really struggling with to get the angles right so that the drawing that I did looked like the robot on, you know, in the show. And I remember showing it to people and them being amazed that, you know, I had figured out perspective on my own. And I remember writing stories as a kid about these characters and making comic books about these characters. And that taught me how much I love to write. 
and how much I love to tell stories. But those stories, while, yeah, they're awesome on their own, and I enjoy... There is value in creating a story that you love, and that's kind of where I'm at in my career right now, is I'm, I'm writing stories that I love, which makes editing them just a pleasure because I love spending more time with the characters. Anytime I can spend more time with these characters, I'm happy. But I never would have discovered that about me, my, my love of drawing, my love of storytelling, if it wasn't for my participation in these fandoms and especially my participation in Transformers fandom. And I think that's a special thing and something we're celebrating this has been a kind of a weird episode, hasn't it? I, I didn't really think I was going to do just kind of a nostalgic look back anecdote episode ever on the show. And if it's something that you enjoyed, please let me know. Because there are a lot of weird stories I could tell you. Um, I got a fun one about how my sister and I went to see the Masters of the Universe movie, the live action one, in the theater. That's kind of fun. But, you know, there, there are a lot of weird stories and I've been thinking a lot about fandoms and how they operate lately because, you know, living where I live, there isn't a vibrant, vibrant fan community. And I've thought about trying to start a fan club around here and get people involved in sharing the things that they love. And I think that could be fun. I think that could be a good thing. But I'm not sure that we're interested anymore about going out and meeting people face to face and actually getting to know each other as much as we used to. And I hope I'm wrong about that, but it is a persistent fear that I have. So that's why I love the Transformers. And I would love to know why you're into the fandoms you are, especially if it's Transformers. Like what got you into it? Because, you know, I'm old enough. I remember G1 when it was on TV. I remember getting the toys. I remember the box art and how amazed I was. And I'll never forget. I never actually owned one. And it's always been my dream to have one. But I remember they had a Thundercracker at the store. And I remember just holding it and looking at the box art at this beautiful robot that transformed into a jet. And that black, gray, and purple color scheme that he had. And it was just magical. You know, I, that's a feeling that I miss as an adult. I don't get that much anymore. That simple thrill of just looking at box art and being happy. Because I knew that we couldn't afford it. Because it was more than I had in my pocket. And I could only get toys, you know that I could afford because I had an allowance and I earned my money as my parents were teaching me to be responsible about things. And I knew that I didn't have enough money for it. And I remember just sitting there thinking how many weeks it would take for me to save up enough money to get it. And is it worth it? Cause I can get that other toy instead, but it was that box art, the box art really, it was magic. And we need more magic in our lives. So that's why the Transformers means a lot to me. That's why they're so near and dear to my heart. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. It, it, I don't usually do stuff like this, 
but I don't know. I've I've been in a very sentimental place today, and thought I would share this with you. If you like this episode, and the app that you're listening to me on allows you to rate either this episode or the podcast in general, please do that. That helps me out a lot. That tells the algorithm to share me with other people. If you've got a dollar you can throw my way, depending on the app that you're listening to me on, there'll either be a button that says support or a link in the show notes that says support on Anchor. If you click that, you can donate at the $1, $5, $10 a month levels. That money really does help me out a lot. Helps me to keep shows like this coming to you. And, well, recently, helps me to buy the software that I'm using to make the books all pretty, both the paperback and the um, ebooks. And I want to say thank you to everybody who helped make that possible. And it also helped me buy some map software that I'm having a ton of fun playing with to get some maps ready for the website. So keep an eye out over at ashdancer.com and we'll see. Hopefully I'll be able to get some stuff up over there in the not too distant future. But if you don't have any money or you, you just don't feel like doing that right now, that's okay. Just share this podcast with people that you think will enjoy it. That helps out immensely too. If you'd like to leave me a message, you can download a copy of the Anchor app in your app store of choice. It's available for both iOS and Android. Once you've downloaded it, follow Project Shadow on there. You'll see a button that appears that says voice message. If you click that, you can leave me a one minute voice message. It can be a question, a comment, or a topic you would like me to discuss on the show. I've actually done full episodes before based on topics that you've called in for, and I really enjoy doing that. So. If you have any topics you would like for me to discuss, that give me a call. Let me know. That would be awesome. Until next time, don't forget. Oh, wait. You can find the link to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. If you want to follow me, follow me on Twitter. It's probably the best place to find me. I'm C.E. Dorset there. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.